Hello, I'm Cameron Penamone. And I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this is Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat. Today, we have a very special guest with us on the, the pad. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Jonathan! Woo! Jonathan! Jonathan Stutz. Sorry, yes. I'm not Speaking dubs. Jonathan Stutz. Um, you may recognize their name because we... Mentioned that they made our music yes. for the I did podcast because yes. they're extraordinarily talented. They are super talented. Oh, shucks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Um, and yeah, we're so happy to have you. Yeah. I, 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 am happy, I am happy I am here. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I don't know what I was actually saying there. But no, yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Stephanie and I are currently drinking some sangria. Yes. That is sangria. By Yellowtail. <laughs> Yellowtail! Because we were too lazy to make our own. Yeah. That was actually, what I forgot to mention in Target was that was the first thing I ever drank. Ever. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. I feel like Yellowtail is like a lot of people's first. <laughs> well, because. <laughs> it was my first wine. So cheap, yeah. Yeah, because that's, when I was like 18. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what can I get? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I had five But like the only thing I ever had before was like, because my allergies, I couldn't, like, I mean, still really can't drink anything other than like wine or rum mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I wasn't like going to try and illegally buy a bottle of rum. So I was no. like, I was like, I, I could get wine and, yeah. no, and no one will be weird about it. <laughs> no, and it was yeah. True. Yeah. That's exciting. But it was that one specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and yeah, now we're drinking it. Very good. I'm very excited. Um, What are we talking about? But what a we we are talking about your art. Is it original <laughs> or is it not? Your art specifically. Yes, you, you listener. Right Yours. Now. We see you. We're there with you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So this is kind of all, which is funny. It's sort of inspired by. <laughs> um, <laughs> A video that we saw. Um, um do we talking have about nope. Hang oh on. my god. <laughs> oh my god, look at us, we're copying. I don't know. Her art is not original, guys. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Jamie Windsor made a video talking about cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia. Right? Yep. And uh Oh the suffix is like amnesia. Yeah, like amnesia. Yeah. So cryptom must be What's crypto? Like re- recalling, maybe? I'm not, I, I'm not a Latin major. I'm what the sorry. Hell? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Um, since you are looking at the screen, do you want to read the definition? Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up. Um, occurs when a forgotten memory returns without it being recognized as such by the subject, who believes it is something new and original. So, um, have any of us experienced that before? I don't know. 
I have, however, so I have like numerous times, but I think it's quickly resolved. Mm, oh, sure. Um, like I have never finished something and then it be something that already existed. Um, I mentioned this story to Steph and Cam on the train. Because we were obviously discussing about what we were going to do before we were yeah. doing it. <laughs> Surprise! Um, but, like, for, um, even though, like, Billy Corgan's kind of a turd, um, I love the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, so I listen to Siamese Dream, like, all the time. Um, and Melancholy. Um, and, like, the guitar pedals I use, um, I use a Big Muff Pie and um, Electro Harmonics uh, Memory Boy, which are, like, that guitar sound is wholeheartedly cut Smashing Pumpkins. Um, mm. I really like the guitar sound on Simon Stream. So when I was like 16, for like a week straight, I th- had this awesome, awesome riff I was really proud of. And like all the parts kept coming forward super awesome. And then I listened to those albums often. So then I was listening to it. And then um, my favorite song off of Simon Stream is Silver Fuck. Which that riff was that riff. (laughs) It was not mine. Um, And I wasn't even playing it differently. It was just like one of those weird happenstances of like memory and stuff like that. Um, So like I feel like all my things are like things like that. Where it's like those accidents of, of like something being an influence. And then you do a lot of stuff because of it. However, I think because of it being such a pertinent influence like it's so much easier to catch, you know? Um, but, I mean, that maybe just goes for, like, maybe that case specifically, because, like, I listen to those things so regularly. Sure. Um, but, like, yeah, that's always been, like, my for sure examples of, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I got this fucking... Especially when you're not playing with a band, you know? Like, I do music mm-hmm. by myself, mm-hmm. so that's the big thing, too, is there's no one else in the room that goes, oh, it's that song. Right. Because, um... <laughs> um I feel like that's when it's, like, so much easier to happen, which is you, you may be forgetting, you know? Right. Um, versus, like, um, in a band setting, I'm sure there's, like, people that are, like, hey, that's insert something else. Yeah, like, um, cool, cool sample. Like, yeah. let's make up some music now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, like, the the one that comes most to mind when I think about it personally. It's like that. Because mm-hmm. that, was, that was the longest period of time where I thought it was mine. It was right. like a week. Mm. And I was like, that week, I was like, playing it every day. I was super stoked about it. Yeah. But it's funny because that riff is still one of my favorite riffs always. <laughs> like, since I was a teenager and now, like, I still love that, which is why for that week I was so proud. Mm-hmm. But for, for a solid, like, five or six days, I objectively mm. thought it was mine and it was not. That's so fascinating to me because I can't really pinpoint a thing that like that for me. I don't know if I, I can either, it. other than music, to be honest. Like, sure. I'll hum something, and I'm like, oh, I hum, like, a really cool <laughs> melody. Like, it's mine, and then I'm like, oh, wait, that's something else. So yeah. I feel like music, you can easily fall into that. Yeah. Because, like, music, I was mentioning this came on the train, like, it, it's from two, I mean, this could be fucking debated a billion times over, <laughs> but, like, it, a lot of it can be, like, put down to two camps. For, like, really, really technical people, um... Let's say three camps. For really, really technical people, it could fall into music theory. So everything stems from those rules. And then for people um, like myself, it's the physics of sound in what, like, makes sense with that. And then it kind of falls into that realm. Um, Or then it's all based on mood, you know? So, like, like 
And, like, sometimes all of that can go completely hand-in-hand, but, like, I think that's why it could happen so easy with music, is there's, like, kind of, like, weird, like, in the mood category, there's not necessarily objectively rules mm-hmm. or, like, fact, mm-hmm. but, like, we're human beings and there is, like, kind of a spectrum set out of feelings to a certain extent, at least in, like, pop music. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, that could so easily be, like, okay, those are what those... Feelings resonate with those chords or those yeah. notes. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of music theory and then, like, like stuff with, like, physics, like, it's, again, like, then there's actual, like, rules and stuff like that there. So I feel like the ability to accidentally do something that already happens is, like, like, I don't, sorry to anyone listening, but, like, I don't really like the Black Keys at all. Um, oh, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Oh, um, hey, is that um, a, is that yeah, a polarizing effect? Yeah. <laughs> But, like, (laughs) one thing that, like, I don't know if I'm going to say I'm going to give them credit for, but, like, there's a period of time where people are, like, yeah, they're just, like, ripping off blues music. I'm, like, well, like, fucking, if you, like, play music, like, there's only, like, a small subset of things that count as blues music in terms of, like, chords and notes and stuff. So it's, like, when you're functioning in that wheelhouse, like, that's what you got, you know? So it's, like, it's one of those things Hmm. where, um... Like, that's the funny thing with music, is that sometimes those predetermined rules or, like, feelings yeah. can create repetition. Right. Um, that sometimes I feel like kind of is fine if something's copied mm-hmm. at that point, just because it's like, well, yes and no. Because, oh, God. I'm, like, I'm internally already having a problem with it. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> Like, in blues, I think, like, that's fine. Or in jazz, I think that's fine. Because then it can, like, fall onto performance at that point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some two people can play the same song, but if someone doesn't care, like, that comes through in a performance versus, let's say, like, I that see what you're person's saying. playing... Like, for example, like, the reason why, like, I think the Black Keys suck is it just sounds like there's like they're like Alexa play <laughs> blues music oh. and it like like it's, <laughs> it's just like, like comes out you know yeah. versus like yeah For like sure. there's BB King songs that he objectively is using the same chord progression as songs earlier in his career you know yeah. and like same thing with like Ray Charles and stuff but like it's then how they're performing it or difference in words and stuff like that that actually makes it yeah pertinent you know mm-hmm. um. So yeah, I think it's like, in music, I feel like that's like where it's like this really interesting camp. And then like, then it becomes a black hole when you talk about sampling because it's intentionally. But with that though, you either A, can immediately get sued if you don't put what it's from. And then B, then it's immediate credit in like honoring what it's from by crediting it. You know, Um, like there's the Kanye song, um... Of course, I'm forgetting it. Hell, oh. a, a hell of a life. Mm. Um, well, I guess there's a billion. I was going to say, yeah, so I'm about thinking about a different um, one. But. <laughs> but like in Hell of a Life, he didn't actually sample the song Iron Man, but the chorus mm. um, vocal was like, and it's really not even in the same key or anything, but it's still like that thing where it's like yeah. Kanye samples so much that I think he knows like just off the bat, like cover your ass, don't do this wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like with with like Hell of a Life, like the chorus is is like basically like Iron Man by Black Sabbath, but like in a different key. Mm. And it's just the part that's going through autotune and it's not mm. even like a guitar part or anything from the song. But 
the rhythm of it was based on that, so it was still credited okay. in like the album, yeah. like like booklet and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, like to me, I feel like that's doing it right, where it's like, sure. like as an artist, I was intentionally taking a pretty deliberate influence from that. May as well just put that down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, whereas, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, like <laughs> like I feel like that's the way to responsibly do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, there's either A, accidents, which is pretty much what the cryptomnesia is about, is, yeah. is, is the accident of it. It's not mm-hmm. being, in, uh, doing it intentionally. Right. Um, or, like, just the blatant stealing. Of, yeah. <laughs> which makes me think of the whole fucking, I know this is, like, a million years old, but the, like, vanilla ice, like, oh, yeah. ding, da, 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 yeah. like, whatever, however he justified that I or whatever. That. <laughs> yeah. Were we... We all weren't born during... Probably not, yeah. Yeah, so do we even know what the excuse he gave? Well, he said... He's like, if you listen... I remember there's this video of him. He's like, if you listen closely in the, um... Oh, my God. The... David Bowie. Yeah, and David Bowie, like, in Queen's song. Under Pressure. Under Pressure. I was blanking on the name of the the song. You're clearly drunk right now. I'm joking. I feel good. Um... (laughs) But he's like, if you listen, it's like, din, 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 din. and like he like yeah. emphasizes something, and then he's like, our song has this is, and like it's well, clear, and, and that's and <laughs> like that's what one note. fucking annoys me yeah. is so it's just like one tinge, yeah, like, where seriously, yeah. where it's like that's irresponsibly doing it right. because like I hate the like I'm a like I mean I I, I love Bowie a lot, but I'm. So Stupidly a big Queen fan. Actually, I don't know if you guys know that. I own like eight. I did not know that, oh, but yeah. that makes sense. I mean, Queen yeah. is great. Yeah, right. I yeah. have like eight Queen records and stuff and like a bunch of people. Like certain albums like jazz people think are like really gimmicky, but like mm. I think they're so good. Mm. Um, and it annoys me so much because like not only do I like both those people, but also like that's like irresponsibly doing it. Where it's like yeah. the world knows, yeah. but also like I mean I don't even remotely count Vanilla, Vanilla Ice as a rapper, but like right. sure. in <laughs> the point. world of rapper hip hop, sampling stuff again is not uncommon. Right. So like that problem could immediately have been solved as like shit. Let's like either in album booklets or this or that. Like mm-hmm. here on out, like. And fucking, it costs like zero dollars to make a jewel case in an album booklet. Like, it just doesn't really cost anything. Um, but like, so like, they could have just like, going forward, really like, just put in there, like, all like the licensing stuff for Under Pressure. Everyone is in complete agreement that that's the beginning of Under Pressure. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they, went, they went out of their way. To argue that it wasn't, when you can easily just be like, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they to cover it up. really denied it, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Um, well, also, was... like, the pain forever when you, the, that, <laughs> I think everyone can relate to this, like, the ten seconds of pure, like, excitement and terror when you don't know which one it's going to be. <laughs> That's oh, so what? true! Right? That's very true. When you just I hear, get like, really excited because it's under pressure and then I'm like, oh, it's been the lies. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's been so many times in my life where I'm like... It's a pain and I'm terror. Like, I'm like, wait. Wait. Damn it! <laughs> or the... Yes! And maybe that retroactively is made under pressure even better. Sure. Where, like, you get past the first two bars... Mm. And then you're like, yeah! We're like, here now! 
Oh, yeah. We made it to the other side. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's, I had never thought of it like that. That's very fascinating. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the radio stations or whatever, like Spotify playlists that I'm listening to, it's pretty much always going to be under pressure. It's that's like true. It's never going to be penalized. I think it happens like in public. Yeah. yeah that's and right. then you're yeah. super disappointed. Like, you're like, oh. Fuck. So we define what cryptonesia means. Mm-hmm. And probably everyone listening has experienced it once. At least in some in some capacity. Yeah, probably. at least it sounds yeah. like the three of us kinda have, maybe. Feels like maybe can. musically well, I'm thinking about I'm I don't have Maybe you? maybe writing for me. For you, okay. Probably. Because hmm. I feel like both me and Jonathan have yeah. experienced it like in a musical sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like because when I was in high school, I took a somewhat interest in like. Well, I was always interested in writing. I always loved to write, but also sort of um, took a turn into like poetry and then slam poetry. That's which fine. every high yeah. schooler kind that, of. That's fine. Don't of my whatever. Uh, and like, but I feel like everything I did was very much somebody else's thing. Like, I never really knew how to do my own slam poetry. Like, I would always do, it's funny because I think if you like, like, listen back to some of the stuff that I writ, wrote, like, it, like, a lot of beat for beat would really kind of match up, like, the way you, like, enunciate certain things or i don't know that's but is that just a performance i mean it might just be a performance thing too i really don't know and so much of it like when i was listening to it back then it always like i couldn't really differentiate a lot of it but i was always super drawn to it um i think it was more just like not knowing what my voice was and stealing this like oh i have to like talk about Life oh. in the city or something, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay. And, and so I was a suburban you were more kid. Inspired or maybe, you, or but pressured I, to do that. I don't know. Where it's almost like, let me be under this person's like umbrella, even yeah. even though don't don't know them. But right. it's like I'm gonna be under this like little umbrella to like I find my own voice out of it. Maybe I think that's what I had hoped for because I found that happening in just my general writing, like journaling had got me gotten me there like just private journaling and like and I started to notice my own kind of tone and whatever coming through and pacing and all that kind of stuff and I was like well if I practice slam poetry the way I hear it then it'll probably get there and then like I kind of just fell off of it I don't really do that anymore yeah. but um so maybe that because I felt I never... very much that way with um what I do like photoshop oh yeah um, it was like um one of my favorite I mean, he does a bunch of stuff. I mean, he does a bunch of videography, too, um, which I don't do. But um, his, uh, Rob Sheridan, his graphic design work, I, like, was, like, for a long time, Photoshop was this weird thing because, like, I had friends that just used it for fucking, like, um, crack.com's, like, photoplasty. You know? (laughs) So for me, it was was just, like, even in the early 2000s, like, just meme factory kind of thing. Um, (laughs) But I was like, well, there's people I know that, like, like, I didn't want... Like, for me, like, cartooning, um, and I, I mean, I read tons of stuff that's digital, but, like, I personally, like, I'm just tactile with Mm -hmm, drawing, you mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. But graphic design-wise, I don't need to fucking draw for any of that shit. Um, like, I, um, so yeah, Rob Sheridan, like, his stuff, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm gonna not, um, you know, put anything out, but I'm going to, like, really, really hone and challenge that. Till I find my own voice out of it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah and then yeah. that eventually happened, but like 
it was like, and also it helps that he's very much a person that like shares how he does things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So maybe it's different than other things, but it was like with the sharing of that knowledge, I was like, I'm going to exist under this umbrella until I figure out what I want to do with it. Right. I just want to have those skills kind of like, yeah. with, like performing or poetry and stuff where it's right. almost like, okay, I love this. I want to find the skills, mm-hmm. but I need an influence to guide me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Cause I like never did it like in a, like a, like an official performance way. Like you're saying, like I never put anything out technically. I yeah. just kind of did it privately and so I don't know. Did you realize you were doing unoriginal stuff? Sort of. I sort of, cause like I would like record myself and try and listen back and be like, I don't know, this sort of feels like everything I always hear or like this last thing that I heard or whatever. And yeah, but that's, I think what stopped me from, I don't know, going forward with it. Cause I wasn't also not very connected with people in those circles and it was just something I was just kind of like, Oh, interested in, but mm-hmm. found, found openings in other things that I now continue to do like personally and not, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so I'm going to take a moment and say, yes. is this a good segue into some of our questions? No, um, I think. Let's, let's start with what makes something not original? Because obviously you realized you weren't yeah. making something originally. You were taking a lot of influence and maybe mimicking like, yeah. what you were, what you thought was good, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, like you can talk about this through the lens of like legality like what makes something not original and also personally which like i kind of caught it or i i I was aware of it or whatever um i don't know that's like a big what makes something not original not original i mean i mean i think um before getting into like probably what can end up being heady aspect of it, the le- the legality part of it's interesting sure. because because it's different in different countries and different I think countries even states and too. then True. some stuff there's like public domain yeah of. and there's also the um what's that uh the, like where you the, oh fuck just keep going I'll okay. think of it okay. I'll think of it go um, ahead like I recently um heard and it was just it was funny to me like really funny was um how. Cause I never really thought of it. Um, I rewatched uh, Thor Ragnarok the other day because um, they put on Netflix finally. Yes, they did. Um, yeah, I was so excited when I saw that. I used to um, see that. Yeah, that movie is so good. It is. Um, by, it was directed by that one guy. Uh, who Taika Waititi? Yes. Yeah. He does Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Oh. Fucking What We Do in the Shadows is one of the funniest movies. Oh, so good, y'all. Like, really that, good. That's actually like probably a perfect example. And I, it both ties into it because then he did Thor Ragnarok. It's like, what we do in the shadows, for anyone that doesn't know, is like a vampire mockumentary that mm-hmm. is one of like, I think everyone in this room has seen it, but yes. if any listeners haven't, watch it. It's so it's funny. It's so Very funny. Good. It's like one of the funniest movies you'll see, but it's a mockumentary about vampires, and in it, they have like a Nosferatu kind of character, and then they like will make fun of other like types of tropes or characters that mm-hmm. are so age old that they are like public domain kind of stuff like you can do whatever you want with these people or these characters yeah because like they've existed for eons you know yes that's a good Um, thing to bring up actually and that's why like the thor thing um i was rewatching thor ragnarok and then there's um this movie podcast i really like um how dare you bring up another podcast (laughs) podcast? i'm joking Um, i'm pretty sure and uh (laughs) we've done it and uh 
they uh, uh, this uh, a girl Elise on it really likes Taika Waititi and like so like I was really wanting to listen to it like for um or, like her thoughts on everything mm-hmm. like that when they brought it up because like one person um asked like how the hell did Marvel ever get Thor you know like mm. like the God of Thunder it's like right. Norse mythology yeah no that's very true I've always that? thought about that too um and. Yeah. Um, one of them actually knew it, which was, I, I was, like, surprised that someone, like, had that. I mean, maybe they prepared it. I mean, sure. it was like, kind of... Like, what was the answer, actually? No, um, I'm just curious. It was that, like, Stanley basically, like, very, very much had to, like, go into the specifics, more than, like, what they had done comic-wise at that point, yeah. to, like, really, really say, like, this... Um, anything we mentioned with Loki or Odin or Asgard, this or that, like so much of it is going to tie into our superhero thing than remotely like Norse mythology. Cause like Norse mythology wise, like Thor's fair use, you know, yeah. like, um, God of War games can use them. Like, like other, yeah, powers, like, you know, you could use it. Um, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, like a billion black metal bands use like Odin and all that yeah. stuff, you know? Um, but uh, they were able to copyright their version of Thor because it's technically like the official name is the Mighty Thor. Oh. And okay. the Mighty Thor in legality has to have all these kind of things going on. Like it has to be kind of playful. It has to be, you know, it has to have these beats and points to fall under that so like hypothetically if like let's say like dc just because of the age-old battle between the two Hmm. like made thor and their thor was too whimsical and too this and like that and too much like the marvel thor marvel then could sue someone over Ah. like their interpretation of thor yeah but it has to like really really hit those beats and like things like that yeah 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 um but like i bring that up just because like that fascinates me in the mm. legality context of like what's original, what's not, because like that's a good point to bring up. I'm yeah, not even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because in a way, like I don't think I think the first two Thor movies are awful. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, same. Oh, no, I'm in that but, same. Camp, I have not actually. seen. Well, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. It made me like right. him the least of all. Right? Right? Oh, yeah. okay. Which like so. well, such a fuck shame. Them. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is so hot. Um, <laughs> He is very hot. I sort of turned around during Ghostbusters. I was like, hey, you're funny and fucking cute. (laughs) One of my, like, first Jenny, because what, like, I was, like, in middle school when the first Thor came out. Mm. And, like, I had, like, Oh, God. Don't think so young. I'm I'm a baby. Um, But that was, like, one of my first, like, real, I, I mean, I had them beforehand, but, like, in terms of, like, being queer in terms of like cis men, I'm not really attracted to like big burly dudes. Sure, you he's know? like the you know? prototype. And he is like yeah. that. But there was like this scene in the first Thor movie. This is nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> There's okay, this scene in the first on, Thor movie it. where he like takes his shirt off and he was just perfect looking. <laughs> it was just like, you are a comic book character. Mm, like, what true. the fuck? Yeah. But I genuinely was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, my oh my. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, 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 the Thor thing's, like, funny, where, like, that's something that really comes to mind in terms of, like, something that was, like, how original of an idea actually is that, you know? Because, like, yep. they, on one hand, like, I mean, I think the first, like, I was saying the first two Thor movies suck, but, like, Thor Ragnarok, like, 
that's a unique version of that character. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, like, like even though, like, I like comics I've never read for, ever. I mean, just mm-hmm. it, it just seemed weird. Yeah. Um, Can we all agree that this group reads comics, but we're more, like, towards the indie, indie side? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. More yeah. than the comic um, hero. All I yeah, know about yes. Thor is mostly through a movie context. Same. Same. Um, yeah. But, like, how often has that happened? We're, like, the quote-unquote original version mm-hmm. of that actually was like original yeah um because like i recently was playing god of war the newest one that oh came yeah out. and like i've always I, I like the god of war games all of them but that's also a thing in all the god of war games i was always like unlike all the other times like you're in high school and they make you read like like beowulf or the uh, perseus and the odyssey Odyssey's and all these up, yeah. things like you're playing God of War and you're like, they're fucking assholes. <laughs> like, they're all jerks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's just clarify to the audience that doesn't know what God of War is. What oh, yeah. mythology? What? Who, oh, yeah. Who is it? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe I'm too um, drunk. There's, Jonathan. There's, Jonathan there's, looking there's, at you. <laughs> there's Kratos. The designated driver. Um, designated who, driver. <laughs> in, the, in the original games, wasn't really too developed of a character. What mythology is this based on? It's it's Greek and then also a little like the current game stepped its foot into Norse as well. Okay. Just, Weird. It's just because like, you know, timeline wise it makes sense. Where okay. it's like that's how it happened in real life, you know, kind of thing. Where it's like like after the fall of like the Greek and Roman Empire kind of thing, then it like switched over. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> and uh Oh fuck! That opens the whole realm of that. How that was all not yeah. original too. Jesus. God. Where I, I was like, I was like, oh wait, like all like the Norse gods were like repost <laughs> of the Greek gods and good. Yeah. But yeah, but like I don't know. But I was thinking like in God of War, where I was like, okay, well, like that to me felt like a really original take. On yeah. granted, the characters weren't original, right? Like Odin and and, mm-hmm. and then the earlier games like Zeus and stuff. But like their take on those characters, and this is something that always fascinates me when something someone does something with a character that is like so really, really like unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, so like in those games, they made like like the gods like benevolent assholes, like just like mm-hmm. manipulate. Like you know, in the in the Odyssey, there's like a bit of that when like yeah. Odysseus is like, "Why are you doing this to me?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But like in God of War, though, they like would make people like kill their families and things like that were like atrocious. Yeah. You know? um, and that was interesting because like when you're in high school and they're making you like read like like Greek mythology stuff right. and like yeah. those like old old tales it's it's always like in this um similar to like how like a um like the abrahamic faiths are where it's like everything Mm -hmm. even bad things are in service to worshiping the thing Mm -hmm. whereas like in these games and granted they're much more made just to like be action games i always thought like that's really interesting like how they like really went in on like how and like actually really fleshed out how awful and like manipulative these things are and that's funny because it's like it's not objectively their characters but like their take on it Mm -hmm. was unique yeah um i don't know if it's because i've taken mythology classes and things like that but i've always like had teachers stress that like some of the um gods and goddesses are actually assholles so like yeah i've always been like super aware of that like they're very human like i always talk about how like 
they they exist like humans exist just to entertain the gods yes. or yeah. whatever. Um, so that's always the kind of narrative that I've heard and and I think like that feeds into it where like in terms of like what isn't original, I think like if we're talking of the stuff stuff that is fair use like that, I think of like certain properties like that where they take like big overarching eons old characters mm-hmm. and actually do something fascinating mm-hmm. with it. Um and then in terms of And they make it original somehow. Yeah, where like it feels like like fresh, you know, yeah. like or it feels like oh, yeah. kind of exciting. Um Can we get everyone's opinion on what makes something not original though? Like maybe like yeah. a basic Let's do that and then go to a fake Commercial. Like how we haven't answered any of the questions. Oh we God. have? No, we have. I feel like we have. Because I was talking about vanilla ice. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Most unoriginal. Can what makes something not original to you? I mean, I, I maybe it's just very black and white thinking, but really just like when I can immediately recognize that this is from something else and it's like not giving kind of back to the vanilla ice thing. And there are other examples of this. I think the vanilla ice thing is very pop. It's like, it's the most well known. Um, But just like when there's no credit given, I feel like this is something that probably happens a lot on like YouTube and Instagram and kind of in the realm of like, I don't know. I don't really want to say like fan art exactly, but like, Stuff like that, where it's like this, where someone's probably like parading something as yeah. their own. Okay, that totally. to me is just like okay, like if it's a comic or something that is just clearly stealing. Yeah, <laughs> all I think the I agree things. With that too. It's just like I think of it as stealing more than unoriginal. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like it goes from unoriginal to stealing. That's my stance on it. I guess. Well, like something unoriginal to you, or do you agree with um, that, Jonathan? I agree. I think maybe just like adding on it is like. I think, like, the safe area is to, like, if you're doing something that's, like, really borrowing from something, mm-hmm. like, pay, like, either, like, rep your influences, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. that's the thing, like, I, I will, I talk to fucking all the time to a ton of people about, like, the same people that I like all the time, <laughs> you know, in terms <laughs> of things, like, that have impacted me, and, like, and I like doing that, you know, um, and it's, like, so if you're going to do stuff that's, like, in line with something, like, own that. But stuff that's, like, unoriginal, I think, like, knowing, like, what's um, for profit really helps. Sure. You know, like, because sometimes it's, like, someone, and maybe it's because it's, like, somewhat easy to empathize with when it's, like, someone didn't have a good enough idea, but they liked this thing, so they mm-hmm. kind of rolled with it. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, um... Uh, Francesca's stealing Instagram pins from indie artists. Mm. Oh, know? that really happens. Oh, that happens oh. all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I know that Urban Outfitter steals um, <laughs> like original um, independent artists. Um, yeah. Oh, it happens too. a yeah, lot. And Francesca's yeah, Francesca's does that. Um, oh, that's so disappointing. Yeah. I um, fucking hate it. And, and that's a thing where it's like, they will change one or two little things. But like, mm. some, like some people on Instagram are really awesome where they'll like, lay out a bunch of pictures of, like, enamel pins yeah. by indie artists. Yeah. And then, like, the layouts of, like, they'll find multiple pictures of the copies mm-hmm. from Urban Outfitters or Francesco's. Mm. And, like, to me, that is, like, overtly... Oh, there's things that aren't even changed. So, um, because I've majored in fashion, I was always told that as long as you change... Apparently, this is, like, true in most countries. 
as long as 30% of what you make is different from the original copy, you can sell it. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Like, I think the industry. Th- the thing that I was trying to remember earlier that I couldn't forget, I mean, that I couldn't remember, <laughs> I think it's called, like, the spoofing law or something like that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. I was going to call not. it the Goof-em-Ups law. The goof-em-ups. That is not this correct. Is oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Weird Al. That's bad. We, yeah. we can, let's just yeah. focus on that. We'll talk about Weird Al. I'll write it down. Um, <laughs> let's let's go to a fake commercial. Wait, but don't you want to hear your thoughts really quick about what you were gonna say? Well, we can do it. After. Oh, okay, all what right. About your fake, thoughts. Fake, fake. Oh, God, yeah, and also we haven't done. Man, oh man. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's do our chant real quick, and then we'll come back. All right. To now it. Then are you gonna join our chant? We're well, never I in sync. Just so okay. you know. Just don't. Right. I've, listen, I've listened to oh, the shows, right, and I don't know if I'm going to do it right. well. All right. Fake, fake commercial, commercial. Fake commercial. Fake commercial. Fake commercial. Fake commercial. Fake commercial. Fake commercial. That was good. That was oh, mostly in there. Yeah. What's up? So it looks like we've got another subscription box for you all this week. Um, I just got through using mine, actually. So this company is called Oh No, Not Again, and they send you these super packed, like, loot crate type things with all sorts of shit inside. Mine usually has directions for something that seem really important, but the instructions are in a weird order and they're, like, hard to follow. And usually it's tied to your finances or your job situation. And you also get these personalized notes that say, like, this is as good as you'll ever be and you're falling way behind and they pity you. So like I said, this box is packed. It's overflowing. But when you open it, you have to get to the bottom eventually because when you sign up for this subscription, you give them a lot of personal information and they send you updates on what they've done with it somewhere in the box. Um, So you can choose whether or not you approve, but like it's timed. If you don't get to that information quick enough and you don't approve, then oh well. So the box doesn't include any tools to help you work through these puzzles, but they do give you gift cards that you can only use on things like Oreos and fried chicken. Um, So if you're interested, you can subscribe by simply taking on more work than you can handle, or actually sometimes you don't even have to do anything at all. Sometimes they just sign you up without you even knowing. And yes, uh, it is usually a lifetime subscription. It kind of comes whenever, hence the name, oh no, not again. Uh, Unfortunately, they didn't give Steph and I any promos for you, so all I can say is that if you're already subscribed, um, I hope that listening to us is helping you make your rummaging around in this thing a little bit better. Okay, we have returned. Yes, we have returned. And it returned. We have returned. Uh, so, okay, so the last thing that we were kind of, we had, so, one, Stephanie, what, you need to answer the question that you just asked Jonathan and myself. What makes something not original? Yeah. Um, I think if you're blatantly, like, composition, colors, things like that, I think if it's just too similar and it's just, like, it's not Mm. your own, I feel like it's not original. And it sounds like we're all pretty much in agreement with just, like, the idea of And, like, an example of that, and, like, and... It was funny because, like, a bunch of people online were all, and I agree with them, were all in agreement. But then I had some people in my personal life that didn't agree at all that, like, 
Oh, fuck, what was the stupid Taylor Swift song? Uh, what You Made Me Do or Didn't Make Me Do. Oh, that, yeah. The recent one, I kind of know what you're talking about. The music video mm-hmm. was like, like so, so much like Beyonce's yep. formation. But it oh. wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, like Beyonce's was very much so, like, um, like, like Southern Louisiana, mm-hmm. like setting, and Taylor Swift's just wasn't like, Bayou setting, or but yeah. outside of that, all like the dancing and icon like iconography was exactly the same. Yeah, ew, gross. And, no, <laughs> and everyone online though totally was in agreement. Yeah, but then I had some people in my personal life being like, no, just because it wasn't like shot for shot, and I was like, it doesn't matter if it's not shot for shot. Mm, yeah. Like that is so so much, mm-hmm. and especially like like even like outside of like her super dedicated fans, like Beyonce is like top tier knowledge like public knowledge yeah kind of right. oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. So, right. i'm not a huge beyonce fan and i know what's exactly going on. Yeah. yeah so it's like one of those things like when that happened like i think that was a perfect example of a bunch of people being like maybe it's not shot for shot but that is so close yeah you know i haven't I, seen the taylor swift i feel is it like really bad yeah yeah because okay. <laughs> i fucking hate the song i think the song is shit yeah i hate i don't like i'm not a taylor swift yeah, fan same. i don't like it yeah. <laughs> um i think paul is technically a like secret <laughs> T-Swizzle fan he's in the other room T-Swizzle oh lord okay well um but I remember this like argument coming up just seeing like when she, when they like teased the video yeah and people were already like what the fuck like yeah. like just like little clips and pictures and stuff and thumbnails and it was like and, and that was the thing that's like is and this is like a thing where like in terms of originality like some of the outfits Beyonce was like intentionally and clearly referencing the outfits of the women and men in the Black Panther Party. Mm. And so then, like, for Taylor to Swift... Just, oh, to oh that's be, so fucked up, man. And it's, like, it's like things like that where it's, like, I'm she was borrowing she the same, like, 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 not, um, ethnicity, but, like, black, well, like, like militant, a, leather... Appropriating like, that. Appropriating Quite that, a lot. You know, kind of thing? And, like, was borrowing that look from the Formation video... But that look was directly to that community, yeah. paying homage to oh, black up. radicals. And, you know, it's not the same as like. And she probably didn't even realize no. where it was coming oh, from. Yeah, She's I'm like, sure. oh yeah, Beyonce just did this, so I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. God, Taylor. Because and and then I had some people like being like, well, no, like Taylor Swift's video was like commenting on a bunch of other things, and I'm like, this goes into the realm of what you can and cannot appropriate. Right. Actually, you can't appropriate anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, what you can and cannot. Um, what I think responsibly like comment on critically, where sure. it's like, yeah, yeah, like you know the same shit like in some of uh, Eminem's early videos where mm. he was doing like really racist stuff, where he mm. was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I was making fun of this video from this person or that person, where it's like, well, yeah, you're making fun of people of color or the art yeah. or music and like, iconography in those things, mm-hmm. you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, um, but the Taylor Swift one, I don't think was referencing anything. I think it was like, and in, in in the majority of opinion, it was like. You were borrowing something that worked in your corporate A and R team yeah. said would work. Just took the formula. Yeah. Plugged you in. Don't like this. Yeah. Not, all right. Not great. Is it okay if I go on to the yes. yes. question? Yeah. So what do we all like consider original? What makes well, something original? We already answered that. Oh, we already did? <laughs> yeah. I'm super drunk. Oh god. <laughs> Let me cross that off. That's okay. Did, did we answer well, the, the what? one one thing that we wanted to I think talk about was Weird Al. Okay. And come back to that <laughs> for a second. Just, just for a second. Weird Al. Heavy because breathing right now. I feel like 
If I'm getting the right sense, everybody's kind of fan. Everybody kind of likes get all weird out. Which I don't mind him, but I not don't. like you don't not a hardcore fan necessarily, but just like I mean, like I've also I know kind of who he is as a person. I'm not friends with him, but like I've yeah. heard interviews with him. with him. I thought you were. No, I'm joking. No, I thought he. Never mind. I can't. Tell you that would story. be friends with no. him. Uh, but like I, yeah, I grew up listening to his like silly yeah. songs and all that kind of stuff. But I think he falls under that. I think it's called like the parody laws. What yeah. it actually is. Yeah. Um, because he changed up the parody laws. Sure. Okay? Is, yeah. So let's make that definite. Let's um, make it very clear to our audience what the parody law is. Let me see if it does the thing. In its most... I'm going to read this from... Google directly. Google? That's fine. Google directly. We, the we very first Googles. thing <laughs> that I... There's a man with glasses next to the picture. Yes. Oh, man. It, it's asking what is fair use. In its most general sense, a fair use is any copying of copyrighted material done for a limited and, quote, transformative purpose, um, such as to comment upon, criticize, or parody a copyrighted work. Uh, such uses can be done without permission from the copyright owner. Ooh, so I feel like okay. Weird Al falls into this. Yes, yeah. Weird Al definitely does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this is side note. That I'm not even, there's no diatribe with it. Weird Al's original music is really good. I didn't even I know actually he made didn't know. <laughs> yeah. He has this Whoa. one song. It's 11 minutes long. But it's called Albuquerque, and it is one okay. of the funniest songs ever. Right. But also, like, surprised. the guitar's all pretty good. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, there are, um, and that's the thing where it's, like, I think if something is so obviously parodying something, that's basically, in, in, in no way has Weird Al ever, ever, ever masked that, you know? Kind of that's thing. exactly yeah. very right. clear. That's, like, his whole thing. Exactly, Like, yeah. you know what you're getting when you're going to, like, look up a Weird Al song or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind his stuff. Guys, you guys are fans? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I would consider yeah. myself a fan. Someone uh, pointed out on the Twitters, uh, oh, Twitters. that tweet, tweet. Weird Al is like, <laughs> the name is supposed to be like the opposite of Norm Al. Oh or my some God, shit like that. So and I was funny. like, what the fuck? What? I never would have... Like, I don't know. Weird it's great because so it's just like <laughs> such... It's intentionally lowbrow humor. It's very absurd. But it just like nails it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It knows what well, it is. And this actually... And I, I know you like Tim and Eric. I love Tim and yes, Eric. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like Tim and Eric. Okay, okay. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I think I've only really seen that, what, like, the like Sign f- You song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love that song. Oh, this is when sit, I do sit, my sit, 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 on you. <laughs> sit, sit, sit on you. Yeah. I love Tim and Eric. I love them. And I feel like they play with that a lot, too. Like, just the, I like, how their uh, aesthetic is, like, old TV quote. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, or, like. Um, 90s? Not, well, maybe not even that, but it's more like public television. Okay. Is more what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. that they pull oh, from uh, like that kind of yeah. Yes, that's what it is. And they, like, find the humor in it and they turn it into something. And, yeah. But that shit is all also kind of just, like, up for grabs. It's not necessarily... Yeah. I mean, somebody designed those things, it's, you know, like, originally and, like, when they were doing it in earnest, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a thing, um... I think fucking Eric Andre's show is one of like, mm. the most original shows. Oh no, I'm not sure how I feel about that show. Oh, really? <laughs> it, like it kind of reminds me of Tom Green. A oh, bit. I, yeah. used, I used to love. Tom I didn't like Tom <laughs> Green, but like I just 
maybe as I get older, I get really secondhand embarrassment, like, easily. Oh, sure. Like, oh, I, I get I get you. uncomfortable, so, oh, yeah. like, I have a hard time watching that stuff, but go yeah. on, go yeah. on. Well, it's because, like, it, like, I think it's because, like, in a world where, like, I mean, it's just batshit insane, first of all, yeah. you know? Yes, it and, is. But it's one of those things where, like, he comments, like, he says the number one influence for Eric Andre's show was Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Which oh, was, okay. like, uh, oh, wow. making fun of, um, like, it was Adult Swim originally, like, yeah. making a late night talk show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think Eric Andre, it's one of those things where you watch those two, they're not the same fucking show at all. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Right. Outside of the context of kind of a talk show, but mm-hmm. neither mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I love Eric Andre's show because it's, like, the ideal of a talk show is not original, but, like, there's, maybe I know too much about it, but, like, the subplot is, like, what if someone was trapped there and is, like, kind of a prisoner or a slave <laughs> and has to put on the show yeah. every night, you know? Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. That's <laughs> why, like, does. in the fourth yeah. season, they're, like, flying in on drones food to him. Oh. And if you watch it over the course of the seasons... Eric, um, he intentionally, like, started growing on his fingernails and wasn't going in the sun. So, like, even though, like, um, he's, like, Haitian, his, like, skin would start getting, like, really pale. Yeah. And he was, like, letting his dreads get matted and stuff like that. See, that makes it more interesting now that you know that. And that's, but that's the thing, like, that's why I like, I think it's such an original idea is because you can casually watch that and be, like, what the fuck? And it's like, <laughs> it's kind of Tim and Eric-y, it's kind of jackassy. Yeah. Like, it's kind of those things. Yeah. But then, like, if you actually watch it, you're like, what the hell? Like, there's, like, like there's this weird subplot going on mm-hmm. that, like, is so funny because, like, you know, Night After Night, Colbert and, and well, I guess not Letterman anymore, but uh, <laughs> Colbert and Fallon and all of them, like, they go mm-hmm. on there and they, they do the talk show, but yeah. you think about, like, the talk show, like, they have to do that every single day kind of thing. It's like yeah. it's like SNL where it's right. like you almost are like stuck. Like yeah. being like, all right, I work six days of the week, but like they, you know, it's not nearly as labor intensive as a bunch of other things. But like mm. that idea that like, okay, take that context and then like Eric Andre's show just takes that context and goes, okay, what if someone was just forced to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes it so much more interesting. It, yeah. it is interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, which is why like, Oh god, I love Hannibal on that show. Mm. Um, I like Hannibal. Yeah, but before so that great. show, yeah. <laughs> um, but like on that show too, like why Hannibal is like never on the same wavelength as Eric, kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's like a oh. whole thing. But like that's something to me that like takes a kind of like known idea, yeah, but like completely is just like throwing it out the window and like doing their own thing with it. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. <laughs> now I now I want to like watch it all in Me order. too. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen like shows of it, but not. Paul tries to show me this all the time, and I'm like, I fucking hate this show. Like I don't want to watch it, but now like I really want to watch it in order. Also, yeah. like I think it's one of those shows that um I don't um I understand like everyone has to do it, but like I don't like when Adult Swim um just puts out clips of it. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. because like. At that point, it just seems like a prank show, and it's not. That's true. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought, so I think that's why I hated it. it. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I don't want to watch another prank show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, they fuck with people, but mm-hmm. also, like, they fuck with people in the way where, like, Hamilton is 
kicked Flavor Flav in the face. Oh, nice. And, <laughs> nice. And then, like, continued to act like that didn't happen. That's you incredible. Know? Yeah, so so it's it's things like that. That's or, amazing. Um, As someone who watched Flavor of Love, because oh, that was, like, available to me and I didn't know any weird. better. Just give me it, Tommy. I was like, come on, maybe I was a teenager when that was coming out? Yeah. Probably. God, there were so That's many so shows like that. so satisfying to know that he got kicked in the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Also on that show, he has no idea what reality is. No, like, it was no. funny because like they kind of like fuck with their guests, you know? Yeah. But like Hannibal and Eric at one point kind of like looked at each other. Like they had <laughs> like, no idea what like, Flavor Flav was talking about. <laughs> oh, he probably I mean, how old is Flavor Oh, he's Flav? old. Like, he's up there and he's, he's always just kind of been like in his own yeah. fucking world. Yeah, I've actually I thought of this actually, um, while we were talking about some stuff, I, like, there's a perfect story of, of, um, it's not my story, but it's really, really funny because... So you're stealing. Oh. I'm, just, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Repping influence and stuff like Nine Shells, my favorite band, always have been, mm-hmm. always will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's this really funny thing that happened. Um, Trent and uh, David Bowie are really good friends. Um, Sorry, who? Trent Reznor and oh, David Trent. Bowie. Okay. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails and David Bowie of David, David Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> David Jones of David Bowie. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, it's one of those things where there's this, and it's it's a really really funny happenstance of um, the of the downward spiral um which by the way if there's any nim fans the fragile but of the downward spiral um, i actually feel the same way yeah. oh my god um, you're bffs <laughs> that's actually not a rare opinion in the nin camp just because mm. like yeah i noticed that too because both are great it's just fragile you get two great cds um <laughs> but on downward spiral though um trent was really 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 wanting to have an album that flowed like a david bowie's low um, and that's a perfect example. If you listen to Low and you listen to Downward Spiral, they're not the same fucking album at all. Mm. Like, Low is very crop rock and kind of like funk jazz influence. And then there's a couple ambient instrumentals towards the end that could kind of be somewhat similar to The sure. Road of Nin. But, like, having a concept album that's about suicide and then listening to a David Bowie album that was intentionally supposed to be kind of experimental and funky, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you listen to it, you're like, that's not the same at all. But the song A Warm Place, not the whole composition, but a piano melody, is a piano melody that's in the song... Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the song. It's not Nuka Low. Um, it's a song not off of Low, but it's a song off of David Bowie's Scary Monsters. Mm. And so an album that Trent wasn't even... Like, he was basing his oh. album... Very much paying influence and homage to one of his favorite albums, which was Low, mm-hmm. but accidentally in that process used a piano melody that was in a Bowie album that came out like three albums after Low. Wow. And oh my but God. they were friends, so there's this yeah. interview where Bowie talks about it. Mm. Where he was like, Yeah, like I was listening to it. Cause like they were um during the Downward Spiral era, um, one of the tours, Nin and Bowie toured together. Mm. And um like, there was an interview where, like, they were talking about it, and, like, Trent's really embarrassed, mm. but, like, Bowie thought it was the funniest shit ever. Oh. Because he was like, oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> I like that part. You know, kind of thing. Like, he was just yeah. being kind of, like, coy about it. Yeah. Um, 
But it was like that kind of funny thing where it's like, like Trent was intentionally repping an influence so hard. But in the process, not of the album he was basing it off of, still ended up, like, something snuck in there of this little, little tiny part, because, like, Warm Place is an instrumental. And this part mm-hmm. only exists for, like, 15 seconds. It's yeah. not even, like, the main crutch of the song, but it is wholeheartedly <laughs> from a David Bowie song. But the funny thing is that album has a bunch of samples on it, and that's the thing where, like, the beat in Closer is the drum kick from Nightclubbing by mm-hmm. Iggy Pop. And, like, that's credited in the album booklet. So, like, if it was intentional, that little piano part could have been, like, credited as, like, a sample. But it was one of those things where memory... Mm -hmm. Cryptomania. Yeah, exactly. Made... Cryptomnesia. Oh, cryptomnesia. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sounds like a wrestling thing. (laughs) Um, But with the cryptomnesia thing, I literally convinced Trent that that was an original piano part. That's fascinating. Yeah. I didn't that, know that story. I was, yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, that's huh. I, I I forgot that in the beginning, but I was like, oh wait, that's yeah. like that's like my favorite story. Oh, that's so cool. That's much better than the stupid Beatles story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Beatles. I actually have another question just from listening to this conversation. So I I think maybe we all can agree like it's easier to have cryptomnesia. When it comes to music, that like, I think so. Yeah. Or, like, There's just something. Some... Yeah. I've never okay. had it happen with drawings. Um, Neither have I. I don't think I have. I feel like I've been heavily inspired when I draw, and yeah. like, I always credit the person. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, I'm super yeah. heavily inspired by this like ad or this mm. thing I saw. And I, I mean, the, the three of us here don't like dive deep into like elitist highbrow stuff you know what I mean kind of thing no. so it's like only on Thursday <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, I'm sorry but I think like a lot of the people we all respectively or mutually like really also credit the people they like yeah you know? yes I agree yeah. so I feel like that's like in, in maybe in our world like why, why we can't do examples of <laughs> physical or like mm. drawing art mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is like oh go us but but that is interesting you know where um. Yeah. Like I can't really think because like any any things that are similar, I know of a lot of people that intentionally like really wrote about like like either in the thank you section or in like an intro or whatever, like yeah. really repped the fact that yeah. this was the basis for whatever it's about to follow or just happened. You know. Totally. Yeah. No, I feel that yeah. we're all drawn to that sensibility. Whereas, like. I think also with music, too, is because, like, you can really casually listen to music. You can't really casually, like, read a book. That's a good point. Mm. Yes. That's very true. Like, you can't really casually go to, like, a museum. (laughs) Yeah, there's a very, it's very intentional when you do that. You know, it's, like, things like that. So I think that's maybe part of it. Like, the radio can just happen to you. Exactly. You know? There's, like, not a day that Um, goes by that you don't hear music. Which is very true. Not in terms of, of, of um, like, drawing or, or physical art, but, like, that happens with TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, like, and maybe it's because, like, like, certain things get chalked up to, like, tropes. Yeah. You know? True. But, like, True. there's definite things. I can't think of an exact answer, like, example, but... There's been, like, numerous times where you're watching a certain show and you're like, that's fucking from the other thing. Yeah. You're right. You yeah, know? that's very true. Um, yeah. There's, like, formulas, I feel yeah, like, that, yeah, get, yeah. that get written and reused and reused and reused. That's um, interesting. I mean, like, if you think about rom-coms, mm-hmm. are they all copying each other? Yeah, formulas. 
Oh, yeah. Let's put Bradley oh, Cooper in that one. <laughs> uh, no more Bradley Cooper, please. Yeah. Okay. He's like trying to direct a movie now or something. Like no, that. that's really that's, that's yeah. exciting. I don't know why I know that. Why do I know that? <laughs> Jonathan, you know a lot. Do you want to be the third host of the... Yeah. I would love that. Jonathan. Maybe we'll make Jonathan be the third host. (laughs) We'll make them be the third host. We'll just like hold a gun to their head and just be like, you're fucking the third host. I can't... I'm like really hard-pressed to why I know that about Bradley Cooper. (laughs) You'll figure it out. I'm sure. It's it's, it's, going to be a journey, but you'll get there. Yeah. Whatever. Um, What was I going to say? But yeah, like with rom-coms, that's funny because like... They all have the same freaking storyline. It's all the same shit. Yeah. So I guess the question is, are formulas original or not? Well, I guess once, Man, we could just keep this conversation going and going and going. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's that thing of like where you hear, say like a band or whatever, and it's like they put out one hit and it's so great and everybody loves it. And then all the rest of their shit just sounds exactly the same, but they're like trying to capitalize off of that. Cause like it worked once. <laughs> okay. In earnest, I hey really, now, you are an all-star. Hey now, I really like the first album that they put out. That was before All-Star. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, oh, I sure, to that sure. Was it a more of a ska band at Yes, first? they were okay, more yeah. ska oh, punky. I did not know that. They have a really good song yeah. called The Fonz. You should check it The Fonz, nice. <laughs> it's good. It's not is that great... copying or is that inspiration? No, I mean, they're, they're like, it's like, a, they're talking about it. I don't know. It's still, whatever. It's it's just catchy. Um, <laughs> And yeah, but that's, that's what's the formula like? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because, like, that's the thing, because, like, TV, I mean, I feel like, um, even though I think all of us like the show, like, like, it's really easy to casually, for whatever reason, casually watch, like, SVU, like, Law and Order SVU. Oh, my God, yeah. I know you binge it, which I don't know how you do that. I don't know either. (laughs) Paul Paul complains, my partner complains that he's like, why do you watch such a depression show? Depressive show. But, like, that show, like, ends up, like... Because it's gone on so long, just yeah. recycles yeah. previous things. Yeah. Oh, it totally does. But maybe that's fine because it's like Dick Wolf, like whatever, just fucking <laughs> just do it, just do it. I'm Dick Wolf. <laughs> do what I say. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Dun dun. Wolf Dick. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that's that's like the the, hmm. the funny thing is like I, maybe like that's okay. Like tropes or formulas are like fine because if you're not like being, I don't know. I think they're fine for like. Just like entertainment value, I suppose is what I'm. Because like I don't, I wouldn't want to like take from a trope and like that feels like starting kind of already at a not a super conceptual place or I don't know. Like maybe you can go, you can branch out from there, but kind of like if you have this thing that's already kind of laid out for you, yeah, and you it's follow a each exactly. Yeah. Like, are you really changing anything? Are you really commenting on? Like the craft and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, That's true. I don't know. Yeah, because like, but it's not. I don't. I'm not like against it. Yeah. Like, well, because that's like the funny thing. Because sometimes with rom coms, I don't know. But I, I love all movies. So like, I really love Twenty Seven Dresses. Even though I've heard like Catherine Heigl, like I've heard she just sucks. Oh no. I've heard. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that too. Um, but like that movie's like formulaic as hell. But yeah. There's like something. It's because James Marston's in it, and mm. he's. He's cutie. Um, <laughs> patootie. Um, he plays Teddy in Last World. Yeah. Wins my heart. Um, Teddy. But, but yeah, like there's something like in that movie where I'm like, it's the same as all the other movies, but there's something sweet here. 
effect. Yeah, some. I mean, I feel like that even if you in, inject a formula into a certain genre or whatever, there's always a chance that it can be like something, there's something new can spark. Yeah, because um, there's that, you know, like there's like that thing that always goes wrong very much in terms of movies. Like every movie's already been made and we're just doing whatever. Right. Whereas like we do definitely live in a little bit of time of endless reboots. Like that is true. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Um, I mean, Shira's coming up. I could totally... That's happening? That. Yeah, Shira's mm-hmm. coming oh up and God. men are having a heart attack over the way she looks. Of course. Of course. Because she's are. not feminine enough. Jesus. Because they are all those guys saying that live in a dumpster that's <laughs> on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um and like, you know, we there are a lot of those nowadays. Yeah. But also like I feel like there was always this kind of the case. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a bunch of like, I mean, the very, very start of movies was, it was like, all right, just plays, film them. Yeah. You know? Right, exactly. So, it was all vaudeville. Yeah, and it's whatever. one of those things where it's like, it's almost like maybe in terms of it's like, you can capture, I, I mean, this isn't like a definitive statement, but like, I feel sometimes like you can capture something that becomes really original, even mm. like, mm-hmm. if it's a pretty, like, unoriginal concept. Yeah. Um, like not everything is like what Blade Runner was the sci-fi movies you know not right. everything has to be right. and also a lot of that was based off a lot of like stuff that was going on in Japan you know what I mean yeah or like American Westerns were all based off like the samurai movie Yojimbo mm. um, which you know on one hand was kind of but it, it like was appropriating and wasn't because mm. like um, on hmm. one hand, it, like, storyline is kind of like a formula of, like, an outsider fighting up against people that have, like, previously wronged him or vice versa. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's what Kill Bill 2 was. Exactly. Yeah, you know? And yeah. it's like, maybe that's just, like, that's not an idea, that's just, like, an actuality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that kind of, like, because they, they've factor that into like the old west where it's like well yeah that happened you know what i mean mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. um whereas like rom-coms like maybe not like i mean a lot broad sweeping claim like not a lot of relationships are like that but like yeah that whole oh things are great honeymoon period and then things are bad mm-hmm. like yeah the conflict like, that idea <laughs> yeah. is is never original because it's just something you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no it's fast well, we've uh, we've gone quite a while. Is there do does anybody have any like other thoughts burning? I thought of a, another um, copy thing. Yeah, um, go for it. Has everyone here seen both Tangled and Frozen? I've yes. seen Frozen. I haven't I've seen Tangled. Tangled and Frozen. I'm really banking on hopefully you recognizing this. Mm-hmm. I've talked to numerous friends about it. All right, that um um the Awesome. I like Tangled way more than Frozen. Um, oh yeah, the awesome. It's way more original. I never yeah. saw. Exactly. Yeah. I never saw Tangled, but I can also say that. <laughs> yeah. um, really the tired of awesome Frozen. song and Tangled. That's like for the first time in forever. Like, uh, or wait, no, all the other way around. It was like at last I see the light, and it's like, uh-huh. re- and then in Tangled, or uh, that. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, not uh, even uh, fucking uh, drunk. Tangled was at, at last I see the light. Because then of in, all the lanterns. Exactly. And, and they, that was such a nice original touch to Rapunzel, like the yeah. story. Mm. And then in 
Oh, we didn't touch on Disney. That's fucking everything. Oh, movie. Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was thinking about that when we talk about Dora. I was like, Hercules, Hercules, Yeah, Hercules. right? Yeah, I thought about Hercules. And then, um, and then uh, in Frozen, there's For the First Time in Forever. But those mm. songs, like, I talked about, like... Is it like, The First Time Forever? What? I think so. Yeah, I, 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 maybe this is, like, diminishing my point. But I'm pretty sure those are the two. Like, vice, not vice versa, but respectively. That... Those songs sound so similar. Sure. You're right. Because, like, when you mention that, I'm like, yeah, they do. They yeah. Totally do. And like, that's I'm thinking the about that. I'm like, funny mm. thing where it's like, that, I really, really think that could have been an accident. Because it's the same team. You sure. Know I mean? They have, there's two different oh, studios. Oh, the same composers? Um, or, no. Uh, same writing teams and okay. everything like that. Mm. And it's the, and it, it could have been the same composers, quite frankly, because in Walt Disney's animation studios specifically, they have two teams that goes, um, like a Tangle type movie, and then Wreck It Ralph type movie, and then a Frozen type movie, and then Big Hero Six type movie. Oh wow! Then um, well, the tools are Pixar. Honestly. They well, they also have Pixar they, too. They, they own Pixar at this point, and Pixar makes their own movies, and then Disney mm. makes their own movies. Yeah, through Pixar probably. Yeah, and then um, so there's those two teams respectively. So the Frozen team and the Tangle team were the same team. Mm, so it could have been yeah. an accidental thing, kind of, hmm. of like the Cryptonesia thing. Yeah. Where, like... Hmm. Do we it, need to play those? Oh, wait. I don't think we have the rights no, to play totally that. Not. But you guys really can't <laughs> do it on your own. Because um, we are just a small podcast. Um, but that, like, I feel like that's a perfect example of something that, like, it's the same team working on it. Yeah. And they were probably just like, oh, yeah, it's a catchy song. The same way it was, like, first time around. Yeah. But when you have writers and animators and sound people who are working on, like, the you know, giant Disney movies, mm-hmm. like, every day is just, like, oh yeah, against the clock. Cranking it out, You know, yeah. so it's one of those things where it's, like, it's interesting where it's, like, I feel like that's a perfect example of it accidentally happening. Oh, sure. I, I want to say something, but I have to say it off. <laughs> okay. Off uh, camera, because I know someone who... Stephanie's got some shit on Disney. I got some shit on Disney. <laughs> I know someone who works at Disney, that's why. Well, that's still all alive. I'm say. <laughs> Do you know um, Roy Disney, his brother... Wanted to call uh, Disney's business Disney's. Shut your mouth. Yes. He wanted to. Yes, call yes, it, yes, yes, yes. That's like, amazing. Wanted to call it Disney's. like business plans. Disney's. Because like <laughs> they have all like the internal puns, and they, he just wanted to do that one little thing. They wanted to let him do it. <laughs> Roy, go sit down, Roy. Oh, do you know he also wanted to make <laughs> Disneyland like way less expensive and he kind of after like Walt died mm. he like kind of wanted it to be free because he thought no one well, yeah. should like not enjoy it. he wanted to it. make it like into like apartment almost like he wants to make oh. it a place to yeah. live. And then they like they like kind of started like shoving Roy out because like Roy very much wasn't like um like like big money oh, money yeah. making man kind mm-hmm. of thing and Disney was like, oh, like hey, <laughs> get, get him and his Disney out of here. Disney's. <laughs> Oh, there's like a little shack just called like Disney's outside Disney World. Oh, he's in there like. (laughs) 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 So, do we think this rap about wraps it up? Yeah. No, I think we got some good stuff. I'm so glad. Shit on vanilla ice. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love doing that? I think we touched on all the questions I wrote. Yeah. Just very organic. I think we should. I'm gonna take a picture of okay. that okay. Uh, or scan it or something with a nice little like wine drop on yeah. it. Um, I, I'm sorry, it's sangria. We'll, we'll put drop, it on. Uh, yes, sangria. Uh, 
And is there anything that you'd like to plug? I yeah, mean, Jonathan, please oh, plug yourself, even though we're probably going to do um, the whole, like, well, we, <laughs> always, we always plug your fan camp, but if yeah. there's anything else, I mean... I know you guys do that. I appreciate it. Yeah, let's that. spotlight Jonathan for a second. Um, I, Talk about yourself now. <laughs> I recently put my music on Spotify. That's been great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually gone well. I was, I was, I was, I'm really appreciative of that. Um, Woohoo! Um, I, like, resisted it for a while. Um... um but then once I did it, I was like, I'm like really happy about it. Like people mm-hmm. were really supportive. It meant a lot to me. Good. Um, but yeah, so it's um, my music's on Spotify now um, under Stutz. So like S T U T Z, and then with an underscore, because um, I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, that's on there now. Um, and then um, I'm not done with my book yet. Um, so I'm not going to plug that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, Jonathan, I'm, I'm going to plug you a little bit. Jonathan, <laughs> they also make, they also illustrate and make amazing comic book okay. art. They are currently working on a comic book right now, yeah. which is what they probably didn't want to mention. <laughs> yeah. so they're not done, but like you should definitely, well, not only their music, check out their illustrations yeah. and comics. Yeah. Looks pretty close to being done, but. Great. That's it's, exciting. It's the hand lettering portion. It's oh. taking forever. Fuck hand lettering. Ugh. It's forever. Yeah. Oh, your stuff looks so good. Yeah. All the, it's amazing. It's funny. My normal handwriting is bad. Remember, Jonathan Stutz. <laughs> Jonathan Stutz. Stutz. Butts. Oh, butts. Or Not butts. Butts. B-U-T. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> B-U-T. B-U-T. Yeah. That was fun. Thank yeah. you, Jonathan. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We, we stole that from Alaska. Yeah, we oh. Alaska. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, now we're going to give you credit, Alaska. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Before we go, we just want to say a few things and give credit to Jonathan Stutz for providing us with their amazing music throughout this podcast. Our intro slash outro music is a song called Rushing, which you can get off of their album, Sins One, on Bandcamp. So go to stutzmusic.bandcamp.com to download that. That's S-T-U-T-Z music.bandcamp.com. Also feel free to write to us at drunkartchatpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter at drunkartchatpod as well as Instagram uh, by the same name. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by following us on SoundCloud at Drunk Our Chat. Yeah, and I'm Cameron Penmon. I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this has been Drunk, Drunk Our, Our Chat. Chat.